Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. On today's episode, Ben Elwood is back to help me finish our Sophia Coppola series with her film, On the Rocks. My name is Justin Hamilton, and I'm now convinced the husband is a cheater, here on Big Squid. episode of Big Squid and it is a treat to have you along for our second to last episode in season four. It'll end up being a 67 episode season. <laughs> what a weird number for a season but there you have it. Uh, so this week we'll see the end of this season and then uh, just so you know there'll be a little break as I have uh, a mild rest and get the next season prepped for you which will bring some new segments. Uh, there'll be a new director that Ben and I are going to be doing a deep dive on you know the same way that we've done the Sophia Coppola stuff and the Christopher Nolan stuff. Very excited about this director, like really excited about this director. So that will be in the next season. And we'll also have a new podcast that will launch here on this feed. So we'll start it for the first season on Big Squid and then we will probably spin it off into its own feed. So very much looking forward to that. A lot of work to be done, though, so that's why this season will come to an end and then we can get on top of things. Um, I also don't want to get ahead of myself with this podcast, but just a couple of things. First up, uh, this was recorded uh, for the first time that Ben and I had caught up in person in a few months. So we are already in a pretty good mood. It's uh, amazing how much fun it is to actually sit in the same place while recording a podcast. Everything else has been recorded via Zoom and it's been great. All my guests have been fantastic, but sitting in the same room, nothing beats it. Second, this is one of my favourite episodes because Ben takes something that I thought flippantly while watching movie and he turns it on its head, making me Totally readjust my thoughts on the film while on the fly. 
So, also, <laughs> when we finished recording and I said goodbye to Ben, I rewatched the movie with this podcast in mind. And you know what? I have some thoughts. I'll share them at the end after you've listened to Ben and I talk about On the Rocks. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I don't want to ruin the podcast. But hang around at the end and I'll tell you some extra extra thoughts for you. Uh, so, uh, we have this podcast and later this week, uh, if I can stop weeping because I've already watched the last episode and it still hits me in the feels, I'll record the final episode in our season of The Leftovers and, oh my god, that ending just gets me every time. It is my favourite TV series and this go-around has cemented its place at the top. That will come out Later, it is a big episode, so it might be late Thursday, early Friday, and if you want to keep up to date with when we're coming back, you can either join our Open Big Squid with Justin Hamilton Facebook page, or if you'd like to be a part of a great community of listeners who watch and share their passion for the arts and entertainment, come over and join our private page. Uh, You know what? If you're joining the private page, though, answer the question so I know you're not a bot because I've had a few bots try and they consistently don't answer the questions properly and it's a giveaway. So consider that answering the questions, it only has to be an answer or two for each one. You don't have to think too much about it, but that way I'll just know that you're not a robot. Or if you are a robot, just have some taste in movies and music, okay? I'm, you know, I'm not judging. Just, just have some taste, have some thoughts. Okay, I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast. Ben and I are, as I said, in a great mood, and this is one of my favourite apps ever. It's messy, it gets derailed early, and it all adds up to a flip-flop you haven't seen the likes of since Kim Beasley was Labour leader party. That's a very specific Australian joke for my overseas friends. Just so you know, I also vote Labour, but, you know... Flippity-floppity. All right, (laughs) it is time to talk about Sophia Coppola's On the Rocks. Hi, Dad. Hey, kiddo. Oh, my gosh, do you look beautiful. Cliff, how's your mom's hip? Good, thanks. Good. He thinks you're my girlfriend. Grace. Been busy? Yeah. Dean's traveling with clients all the time, and I'm just the buzzkill waiting to schedule things. Just, I'm so stuck. So Dean's going away a lot, huh? On business trips? Dad. Raise your hand if that sounds fishy. He's not like you. He's a good guy, a great dad. Sure, it's nature. Males are forced to fight, to dominate, and to impregnate all females. Maybe he's just not interested in me anymore. Impossible. A woman's at her most beautiful between the ages of 35 and 39. Great, so I have many months left. Really? You're back in town. Been busy? Yeah. Got a lot going on. Do you? He should be worshipping the ground you walk on. And if he's doing something dishonorable, you need to know. What if Dean's just busy? I'm in a rut. That's it. I think we should follow him. What? I think you better see him in action. This is your idea of incognito? Here's the plaza. This is the place to have an affair. It has the most exits. Exits on three streets. Can you just act a little less excited about this? Because this is my life. Oh. It might be falling apart. 
I don't know why women get plastic surgery. Because of men like you. Mm -mm. I prefer the factory original. <laughs> yeah, and every other make and model. Thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> Are there two? Oh, scared me. Coming live is the Bubble Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> 2021 tour. They're vaccinated and they're ready to go. <laughs> I can't tell you how nice it is to actually sit in a room with someone and have a conversation. Oh, You're I know. three dimensional. You're I not know. flat on a screen. It's so bizarre and it was a little bit like uh, way too excited. I felt like I was six again and you're about to catch up with a mate. You know, you're allowed to because you've been at school all week. Oh, Ben's coming over. This will be great. Better make sure that I have a shower, not wear tracksuit pants. I'm imagining you standing on the balcony, just pensively looking at the street, waiting for me to appear yeah it's like fuck like i know he's not meant to be here for in for 45 minutes but if i keep staring maybe he'll turn up earlier yeah. no it's very exciting uh to yeah just be able to hang out as well yeah man yeah man we were talking earlier just uh uh anyone that's not in australia right now australia's in a pretty grim place and uh yeah the psychological blowback this time is full on well it's interesting because if you compare us to uh, other places we are not grim in the yeah. in, in the the spread of the covid disease and the deaths from it and yeah. all of that aspect of it but therefore it's it's a different kind of grim yep. because there's almost uh uh maybe a collective inability to believe in actually what's happening because there's just not quite enough proof of it in your eyes yep. let alone just your extended life because we're very lucky in that regard yep. and therefore you put into place all these things to make sure that people are fine and it's like how do I relate this? Like, you, If yeah. you tell me to push that person out of the way because they're going to get shot by a gun, I can see the person, I can see the gun. Yeah. I'm a pretty quick mover over short distances. <laughs> I'll take them down, I'll cradle their heads so they don't hit it on the ground and get concussion and don't realise how cool I was in that moment. Yeah. But, you know, with this, it's mm -hmm. like... It's it's kind of the luck has worked against us. Yeah, and I think we're all reckoning with this kind of sense of um, confusion because we were arrogant enough to think that we'd avoided it Almost entirely. Yeah. You know, especially living in Sydney, we were, we were looking at the rest of the world for the last year and a half. Yeah. Like, whoa, wouldn't it suck to live in New York right now? Whoa, you know, London's crazy. And we had a few restrictions, but in the main, like it was yeah. very much that Australian, like, yeah, whatever, mate, it's all yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, and also it just seems like this could have been very easily avoided. Yeah. So there, I think there's a sense of injustice and a sense of... Uh, 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 kind of petulant frenzy fury that we're yeah. here. Like, what, what this wasn't supposed to happen to us? Yeah, the you can't disregard. It could have been avoided. Could have been avoided. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. like we saw a massive fucking ten car pile up on the freeway a kilometer away. Yeah, and just just drove yeah. into it rather than yeah. go. Oh, let's just get off on the off ramp. Yeah, I, I know that. all those cars have crashed, but I reckon we'll get through. Yeah. Yeah, just fucking yeah. hit, the, hit the pedal. Let's go. Australia felt like they were <laughs> Magic Johnson beating <laughs> HIV. <laughs> Do you know wow. what I mean? It's like, yeah. we've done it. We've yeah. done it. Yeah. Everywhere just, else is fucked. We just threw money at the problem. Yeah, it's the Sydney 2000 Olympics <laughs> all over again. We're the best. We're good at cricket. Yeah, um, now look at us. What, yeah. a, what a bunch of fools. Uh, so, but anyway, it's fucking great to be here. It's great to I be know. with you. It's Cause been very minimal uh, human interaction in the last... A few weeks. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it, the, the hard thing is is that you know I've been working, uh, uh, just 
on. I reckon I'm allowed to say it. I'll be up by now. Anyway, I've been working as a talent producer on Question yeah, Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, which has been really fun. It's kind of like part time, but it's also it's 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 a part time job, but it's constant because you're in pre production. There's a mm. lot of moving parts mm. and. Uh, so you're having a lot of meetings and you're having a lot of, uh, you know, time with that, which is great. Yeah. But then by the time you check in with your family, you've been on Zooms and phone calls and, you know, and they've mm-hmm. all been relatively intense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That I can't be fucked ringing anyone to talk shit. Of course. Shit. I'm too tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I've got to watch Ted Lasso. Like, I've yeah, just yeah, yeah. got to sit here and beam it straight into my eyes. Um, but I'm so impatient. Uh for the last four weeks, you know when you realise you're doing something? Huh. I've been pausing Rick and Morty, which goes for what? 22 minutes at the halfway point because I think, fuck, this is taking ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go and get a snack. Yeah, no, absolutely. I yeah, can't yeah. wait another 11 minutes. Mm. No, I know what you mean. Got nowhere to go. Got nowhere, nowhere to, to go and nothing to do. But time, you know, time is strange at the moment. There's yeah. massive time slippage. I was saying to you before this, I've had piles of laundry in my room for days. Like yeah. the, today's the day I'm going to do it. And suddenly you blink and it's four days later. Right. What? Why is it? What's happening? But conversely, you know, watching a movie feels like this ordeal. I'm like, I, uh, the, the blood's pulling in my ass. Like right. Two hours of just sitting here, right. staring. I told you what I did on uh, the opening night of <laughs> opening night of COVID. Like it was a big, <laughs> big grand opening. Uh, not quite as spectacular as the Olympics. Much more subdued the yeah. opening of COVID. Yeah. Um, but there was <laughs> a lot of gentle weeping. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or just staring, as you said, yeah. into the distance, going, yeah. it, "Like, have we already experienced the best of times?" Yes. Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, um, well, I, I just think we need to reframe what best means. Yeah, I think yeah. we've definitely reached peak, like yeah. decadence. Yeah, and peak, just like I can get whatever I want, whatever I want, to get my fingers. Yeah, I want a Mars bar. Bring it to me at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I think that's got to kind of back off a bit, and we got to, you know. Reassess our values as a society. Did you see Pauline Hanson say uh, she's not going to get the vaccination? And she's like, if COVID kills me, it kills me. And that's the way I go. And you're like, all right. Cool. You know what the problem is, is that you might fucking burst in the Queensland sun and your spores of COVID will fly out and kill everyone around yeah, you, like you crazy asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, not to get too fucking grim about what's going on at the moment, but the, 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 the political divisions that are growing intenser and more intense and white hot and the kind of rage that's associated with different positions and kind of a lot of almost semi-religious, religious fervor into whatever. I, the government's corrupt or the COVID, the, the, the vaccine is a microchip or whatever it is. Yeah. I fear all of that more than I fear the vaccine. Oh, sorry, the, the virus now. Right. You know what right, I mean? Just yeah. the kind of the political tension that's well, starting to build. You know, the problem is there's no vaccination for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only there was something that you could take that just, whoo, everyone just chills out and yeah, just sh- says, oh, you know what I should do? Listen for a second. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, for anyone who has been a, a, a climate follower for a long mm. time, which makes it sound like, mate, I, I was into climate when they <laughs> couldn't even... Get a koala to put, uh, inspire you to put a dollar in its bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I was I was a fan back then. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the climate news that came through was what's terrifying about it is how people are suddenly terrified about it. And it's Mm. like, why have you not been terrified all this time? I have been like, I have had that environment uh, panic. Mm -hmm. The feeling of it is like a different thing, but Mm -hmm. the feeling of it reminds me of living in the mid-80s with the threat of nuclear war. Yep. Like, I just thought that shit was so on the precipice. And now it's like, but for this, it feels like we went, oh, that's a precipice. Uh, Let me think about it. Should I step over it? Oh, I stepped over it. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. What? Anyway, sorry about that. But it does feel like like collectively the majority of people on earth need to get to a point of abject terror for actual change to start happening. Right. I think as long as it's some kind of like boutique issue that's like, oh, yeah, you know, the the environment really is important. Like I've always said, (laughs) the individual doesn't stop fucking eating (laughs) Big Macs until they get colon cancer. You know what I mean? Like so collectively as a society, uh, probably the whole world had to get set on fire before everyone went, oh, shit, maybe you know, we need to fucking do something. You know what the world is. Mm. Like, the world is uh, a, a teenage kid going, getting up to the exams for year 12 and uh, just going, I'll be fine. I'll, yeah. I'll do it last second. And then it's it's now 3 a.m. and they're cramming for their totally. geography. 100%. 100%. And so, you know, like... You know, there's a lot... I don't hold on to a lot of hope with the environment stuff, but I did get hopeful the other day when it was, you know... It's probably just empty rhetoric, but when Boris... Even Boris Johnson was like, well, this is very bad. We need yeah, to have, yeah. have a conversation about this situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, they, you know, everyone's pinning their hopes on Edinburgh or whatever it is, the, the climate summit in November. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the fringe. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Noble's going to ad-lib something that's going to get us back on track. He will be the vaccination. <laughs> His jokes will suck all the carbon out of the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean... It probably did get need to get to a point of, of everyone freaking out. Yeah. Five bell fire alarm for, for actual change to set in. So who knows? You know, humans can do some amazing stuff. Absolutely. Maybe we'll fix it. I don't know. Maybe. That'd be nice. Anyway, how's that for a preamble to talk about a Sophia Coppola movie? <laughs> <movement? laughs> Spoiler alert, that kind of weirdness could lead into our uh, next uh- director. Oh, yes. That we want to talk about. But we yes. could talk about that at the end. No, that was very good. That was mm. a little breakfast radio forward sell. Yeah. Com- coming up after this chat with the Foo Fighters, yeah. we will tell you who our next director will be. Yes. Um, but first, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Finger knuckle. Um, <laughs> anyway. So... Anyway, let's just get this out of the way now. How much did you hate this film? I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you telling me how poor it was before I saw it right. put me in a headspace of like, oh, fuck this movie. I don't yeah. want to watch this movie. It's a chore. And look, it, it, I never got completely swept up in it. It's a perfectly adequate movie. Yes. It's, it's a, it, I will never think about it again. It didn't really move me or, you know, there's a couple of nice moments. Yes. I like the bit with the cops and Bill Murray. That was sweet. Right. But all in all, it's I think I definitely think it's her Sophia Coppola's uh, maybe weakest movie. Mm. I think I hated Bling Ring more, but this Yeah, I really enjoyed Bling Ring. Yeah, I know. That's where we that's where we diverge, my friend. Yeah. But uh this didn't do yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So I think that was the last movie I saw before lockdown. No, yeah. 
And so I was like, you know, even at the time, maybe I went into it with the wrong headspace because I was like, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing happened. Like, I'm like the first to say, no, something happened. But nothing happened. This could have been the last movie I ever saw at the cinemas. Like, fucking, I might miss out on Tenet. Have a drink, everyone. But anyway, the... (laughs) So anyway... But having watched all the movies in a, in chronological order yes. and then getting to it, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than totally. I did the first time. Yeah. And I agree with you that it's just like I, I've done some research. There's some other things going on. Yeah. Um, but in the end, it's just a really well-made film. Yeah, and I think, it, I think it completely fits into her overall aesthetic. I think that thematically, it's really resonant with her body of work. Yeah. Uh, like it's definitely a Sofia Coppola movie. Uh, it, you know, it just didn't have enough of a something, something to really make it one of my faves. Yeah, especially after the Beguiled. Yes, which is you know that's a <laughs> great movie. Well, it's funny, isn't it? The uh, so as I said, I kind of looked at reviews, etc., blah blah blah, and get things ready for us. And uh, you know, this is kind of classed as her movie where she's just being funny Mm. and it's like oh in a weird way Mm. i didn't kind of pick up on that because i don't find it overly funny no i don't yeah like i I remember someone described it to me as a screwball comedy yes or a throwback to screwball comedies and i didn't find that at all i found parts charming yes and like amusing but it wasn't like some zany madcap adventure yeah or laugh out loud comedy really no no. All right. So I've got some thoughts on that. So as I said, second time I've seen it. And I, it's just a couple of things that don't work for me. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to tell you or do you want to take a guess? Uh, I will. No, you share because I, there's things that don't work for me. Or okay. I, I wonder if they're things that don't work but are deliberately not working. Right. Okay. Is one of them the relationship between Rashida Jones and her husband? Uh, that, so that there's an inauthentic, in, inauthenticity and coldness between them that uh, he's definitely cheating on her. He's definitely cheating on her, right? Definitely, and I and I think in the in that context, the ending is really fucked up and dark. Wow, <laughs> I think it's a really dark ending. Wow, yeah, it's awful. Ah. <laughs> uh. That is so funny because I had because I got to the end and I was just like, yeah, he's definitely cheating on her, and then. Um, yeah, and he buys her off with a fucking watch from Tiffany's. It's ho- it's awful. Wow. That she then fucking uh, takes the watch that her dad gave her off her wrist. Yeah. Saying, you know, metaphorically, you know, I turn my back on my father and his philosophies and I just kind of, you know, I, th- th- there's, there is no warmth between them at all. And every, a- every aspect of his performance is indicative of a person who has reached the point in the relationship where they feel absolutely zero passion or any kind of love for the person they're with. He's so cold and awkward and weird and there's no ke- there's no chemistry between them at all. It's clearly a dead relationship and she forgoes the realization that she's had the whole way through the movie that the relationship is over. She turns her back on that, takes the watch off and replaces it with the watch that he's just given her. And there's no there's no warmth between them. So I feel like you've just made all of my work uh, be, you know, not needed. Um, because so it's so funny because I had honestly got to the end of the film and, got, and, and made myself laugh. Yeah. 
you know, a big fan of my own work in <laughs> lockdown. I, look, to be honest, I've had to become one because before I could be more critical, but now it's just now it's just the two of us. Yeah. And uh, you know, I got to give me some props, or otherwise we're both going to go loony. But the fact remained was I got to the end and I was like, ah, he's definitely cheating, and then I laughed. Yeah, and that was it. And I didn't think I didn't even think to go hang on a sec, how does this apply to the whole film? And then now yeah. it might be my favourite. <laughs> I only got that because I watched it the first way. The, the, I watched it kind of with one eye the first time. Right. I was like, oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then it got to the end. I was like, oh, that's actually really awful. And then I kind of watched segments of the movie for a second time with my full focus. And I find the connection, and I use that in heavy quotation because there is none, the connection between... Rashida Jones's character and I think Marlon Wayans yeah. is like either he's phoning in a, a horrific performance. So, yes. Or it's like the deadest relationship that's ever been portrayed on screen. No, so <laughs> like Jesus, you know, so it's funny because it does completely recontextualize the film for me hmm. because, all right, so I didn't think he was doing a very good performance mm. and I didn't think she was doing a very good performance. Mm. And I also thought that some of the side characters had more potential, but it wasn't fulfilled. Like, uh, you know, the friend at the school yes. who is, you know, like she's funny mm. and she's a great performer. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of felt a little bit like, oh, is that all she is? Mm. You know, isn't there a moment where we're going to see something else to her? But if you think of it as a movie about a daughter who idolises a dad who is completely cold and even if he shows emotion, you know, does it in his own time and, you know, and he does care and he does love. Mm. She has replicated that relationship with this guy and he's trying to tell her, hey, he's me. That's why he's so rude to him. And that's also why one of my bugbears in the goddamn film yeah. was why were certain moments not followed through. Yeah. So, as an example, when Bill Murray sees the husband yeah. and he's cold to him and he goes up and I'm like, why is there not a scene where... He says, hey, what's going on with your dad? Ah, oh, don't worry about him. And then she calls her dad, hey, can you not be so because, obvious? Because they know each other. Well, you know, he doesn't go up and say anything because <laughs> he knows that he, Bill Murray knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he's not going to bring it up yeah. with his wife because he just wants it to... Fuck. The, and the difference between... And the reason that, like... I mean, I could be reading into it too much, but look, the, like, it, it, I'm not saying Bill Murray's a good guy. He doesn't portray a good guy. No. But... He play, portrays an honest guy. Mm. He's completely transparent. He's completely yeah. upfront about how he sees the world. And look, uh, I've I've known plenty of people who I very much disagree with their life philosophy. Uh, and in fact, some of their life philosophy I could find, you know, at complete odds with mine. Mm. But I definitely still like them or find them charming. If if it's someone who just owns their truth and is who they are. You know, there, there can, there, there's a certain charisma that can come with that, and I think that's what Bill Murray's portraying. The diff- Marlon Wayans is is the same guy, but he's cloistered and not being honest and just mm. living, weaving webs of lies. And I feel like her taking off the dad's watch at the end and putting it in a box 
and sealing it and putting it under the table is her almost turning her back on like you know the the, the truth and and, right. and buying into the lie. That's how I read it. Anyway, I don't. Maybe it's too much. No, like a, I'm a great audience for this, <laughs> and you know I like to overthink something. Yeah. Wow. It's very pointed when she puts the watch. Yeah. Like the watch is a big thing because they're sitting in this, I, I believe they're sitting in the same restaurant right. that Bill Murray and her are sitting in when he gives her the watch. And like there's a whole thing. And then, and then there's a scene before that where they're in, a, in that same restaurant and it's just the most awkward encounter where yeah. she wants a piece of cake but yeah. doesn't want to say it. And yeah. It's just awful. But yeah, there's like, and that seems to be the moment where it's like, oh, this relationship is definitely dead. Yeah, and and I I, I don't know about you, I've had moments like that where it's like the relationship is over. Oh, I, I have them constantly, and I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> I knew my relationship with like the the great love of my life was over for for years. We never had anything. We never had a moment of pause in. Rah, 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 conversation. Just yeah. like rah, 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 all the time. <laughs> all the time. And then we'd been on hiatus for a little while and we tried to make blah, 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 blah. And then we met up one night and we sat there in just like cavernous silence. And at one point she looked at the headphones around my neck that had a red light on it and was like, oh, so you've got noise cancelling headphones. That's, yeah, that, that must make the music sound heaps better. And it was like... It was like the final nail of like, oh, this right. is dead. Like we've, right. got, we've we've got nothing to talk about anymore. And that's what I saw in their relationship. They've just run out of shit, and yeah. they're not interested. Uh, but there's no increase in warmth or affection after they confront their problem. Yeah, towards the end of the movie, when she finally goes, "I'm sorry, I followed you to Mexico. I thought you were cheating on me." He just kind of goes, <laughs> "That's crazy." And then the next scene, you see them; they're just cold as shit. As before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is great. Well, you've you've doubled my pleasure in uh, coming over today. A, I've had a bit of company, and B, you have given me a whole new... Geez, it makes me want to watch the movie, like... It could just be a piece of shit movie, and I was just trying to find something interesting about it. No, but, well, she, but she is interesting. She is an interesting director, yeah. and, um, you know, and she's fucking smarter than all of us. So maybe this is all... You know, maybe you're the second smartest person in the world <laughs> behind Sophia Copeland because you've fucking unraveled this. Because, you know, even the stuff that I read where people raved about it, no one sort of seemed to really? talk about it. Yeah, everyone talked about his performance being really good. Like, one of the things that... One of the things that I find hard to uh, overcome with this is that I'm just not really... And, fuck, I feel like this is... People are going to be upset about this. I know this, what you're going to say, and I agree with you. I'm Right. right. So let's not say it in case the aggregators get onto us. No, well, I'm joking. No, I'm just, don't, I'm just not a big fan. Of Bill Murray? Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, look, he's fine. It's just not... I don't get the cult. I yeah. just don't understand the cult of it. Like, there's some movies that I've loved him in. Yeah. But it's just... So I don't necessarily find him charming. No. But that makes the movie like a masterclass in performance from him. If we look at it as this is how he's playing it. I think that's what's going on. And here's, here's another theory I had. Bill Murray is Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, yeah, And Rashida yeah, yeah. Jones is Sophia. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Francis was a notorious womanizer. Yeah. You know, that, that, that really pointed rant where she's going, uh, you know, and you didn't even have the decency to hide it from mum. Yeah. Uh, I just finished reading this book about 70s cinema, and it's talking about Coppola having, like, 
Playboy Bunny lovers on the set of Apocalypse Now wow. while his wife's filming the documentary about Apocalypse Now. It's like, dude, dude, come on, bro. Like, I know you think you're some emperor, but honestly. Wow. Yeah, so it, fem- it definitely felt like cop- uh, Sophia was maybe yeah. working some shit out about her relationship with her father in this movie. Right, okay. Well, I kind of figured that, mm. but <laughs> and then now it feels... <laughs> Like, it's it's bizarrely really loving towards her dad. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You are, in most cases, awful, but you're my dad, and, you know... Yeah. Can have a nice whistle together now and then. Have a nice fucking whistle together. <laughs> uh, so it ranked uh, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Uh, Jake Wilson in The Age says... Uh, in her best film in close to a decade, Sophia Coppola tries at long last to imagine some version of adulthood in the most equivocal possible way. And Anna Smith for The Monocle wrote, The characters live quite a privileged existence, but one that's quite a pleasure to watch. And finally, Shubra Gupta said, For a while, the film teeters on the brink of sitcom territory, but rescues itself by introducing a degree of complexity in the proceedings. Do you have a feeling... Like, I had a completely different question now, mm. but... Do you reading those now or hearing those now? Do you think that maybe uh, Shubra is on the money with it? What about this being a sitcom? Yeah, it's got these. It teeters on the brink of sitcom territory. But mm. judging by that quote, he says it in, introduces a degree of complexity in the proceedings. Is he hinting that maybe? Yeah, I, I like. I, I do try think, find it. I do think there's a. I, I you know. I mean, look, all of her films. There's. A shitload more going on than j- what's just being shown, right? Right. Like everything's, you know, and 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 you know, I didn't like Marie Antoinette until you to- talked about your take on that, and all of a sudden yeah. I was like, oh shit, that's. Oh yeah, no, know. no, no. I'm wrapped to be um, given uh, a new because I thought, yeah, as I said at the start, I thought it was fine, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's fucking awful, <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ. Like, when you give it a fucking darker spin. I, I, I read it as a very dark m- movie. Well, you know, like, not obviously not in in uh, its overall tone, but definitely in its subtext. Yeah. So, I'm just kind of looking down here and rewording everything that I've uh, written. Um, so... It's funny. So a criticism was that in, at least in Lost in Translation, he was at odds with himself, you know, like right. there were just bits and pieces in his eyes, just in little moments, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, but this character didn't feel sort of, he, he felt a little bit one note and it's like, yeah, yeah that's because he is. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, I know I, that seems really reductive to say, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, but like, oh, I was bamboozled by the fact that he was what he was, but yeah. I put it down to I put it down to Coppola finding him more charming than I do so I thought yeah oh I have to well, I have to take another step forward to appreciate this whereas totally, now yeah. if it is what it is you go oh shit and, uh, yeah I think he's just uh, you know I, I, like I did think I do think the performance is charming and I and I, yeah. I, I you know but I think it's only charming because it's truthful so if he's one note, it's like you say, it's it's he is one note. So when you just stop being fun, like at that moment when yeah. she fucking tears into him and he just bats her back. Yeah. Fuck. 
But it's but it, but it's his. I'm no, it's it's no justification of it. But it's it is his truth. Like he's not being disingenuous. I yeah. think the Marlon Wayans character is a much worse human being than Bill Murray is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at least yeah. like you know like <laughs> when when Bill Murray when Bill Murray's character is seducing a woman, there's no like. There's no uh, like subtlety to it, yeah. and like I don't, I don't think he's ever depicted as an all-out sleaze either. Like it's not that gross kind of lecherous Trumpy stuff. It's the kind of like no, because you know, he because you see him do it to the pregnant woman. Yeah, he flirts with the pregnant. Yeah, he's just you know he's kind of like he's flirting in that kind of whatever. It's probably very inappropriate now, but that old school kind of the way my grandpa when he was in his mid eighties would flirt with a waitress. Like it's this kind of like you know. I, nothing's ever coming of this. It's so it's just you know two people enjoying each other's company in a yeah. in a divergent way, whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, at least when he's coming towards someone, they know what his agenda is in that moment. Marlon Wayans' character is who knows what the fuck's going on with that guy. Right. Like I say, either his performance sucks, and I don't think it does because I've seen him in other stuff and he's good. He's good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, he's a shifty motherfucker the whole way through the movie. Yeah. You know, and everything about... There's never any... Even the way he's nice to the kids feels yeah. like... he's. It's like, this is how a nice guy yeah. is nice to his children. It's performance. It's all performative, you know. Um, he was excited about their Instagram followers. Yeah. Like, yeah well, that's mate, only, you're a grown-up. But that's a lot of the time the only time he actually does show any kind of genuine yeah. guard down is when he's, you know, getting excited about the IT business that he's in. Yeah. But whenever it's to do with his wife or his kids or his family or whatever, it's this kind of, you know, it's that wall. You, you know, and you see that depicted in a lot of movies, you know, the the the, the husband that's just checked out. Yeah. And he's just kind of going through the motions, glazed. So why does he fly back early? I don't know. He like, probably still likes his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably like, does want to get back to her. Yeah, probably. Or, you know, whatever. He had a moment of... Well, maybe he's not cheating on her and it's just a shit performance. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, like, either or is, <laughs> yeah. like... Uh, yeah. Like, it's a win either way. Because it's, ah, it's fine. Well, that's the best thing. You know, the best thing about movies is even if you're not enjoying something halfway through, you start if you start kind of looking for... Even if it's not actually there... No interpretations, not true, right? Yeah. So, so I had this point, but it's uh, which is completely different now with the way this conversation has gone, which yeah. is great. I love this. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote, I like that Coppola never feels a need to spell anything out, yeah. right? But sometimes things needed a little bit more friction, yeah. and it was like Rashida Jones bringing up toiletry bag. Uh, to her husband and the husband just going oh yeah and just moving on but now that I'm thinking about it if that's how a dude who just doesn't want to talk about it because that's a fucking big oops uh, that is yeah and she doesn't bring it up because she doesn't really want to know yeah yeah and I think that's what glossing over a lot of that stuff is it's that uh, you know I'll deal with this tomorrow you know, this is too much to take on right now I mean she's she's surprisingly calm throughout the movie considering that she thinks her husband's running around cheating on her yeah, like she never, like, she never really loses her composure until the very end. So that's so funny because I was like, I just thought the performance wasn't that great, mm. and but then if you think about it, she doesn't even really get annoyed with Jenny Slate at the primary school talking to her. Like she looks bored, but mm. she doesn't, she doesn't snap. She doesn't really, and so the measured performance is fantastic because even when she gets angry, she's not very good at it. Well, because she's been used to being putting up with aberrant behaviour her whole life. Yeah. So she probably has to glaze over when people act like fuckheads because her dad's been a shit 
since you know and that's what comes out in that rant in the end you know how hard it is to love you you know when we were kids putting up with all this shit you would i mean you know and you do see that with kids whose parents are fucking cooked and off the the rails yeah you know they don't really get histrionic about it they just kind of it's just it is what it is internalize it it's this is just like this is just what it is Yeah. yeah You know, um, so I think her reaction to her husband again is like probably indicative of walling off her emotions because of her dad. And she's having trouble working. Yeah. And yeah. She's blocked in general. Yeah. So. Oh, maybe what, it is a good movie. Like, maybe it is. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's like, like, but I thought it was good. I didn't think it was bad. It's not like, uh, could, like, could you imagine if this was uh, The Shape of Colour and we're sitting here, then someone says one thing, we go, oh my God, no, it is a masterpiece. It deserved all the Oscars. That moment's never happening. Yeah. Um, but, so I'd written here, I feel like this movie could have used an extra 20 minutes, you know, mm. like, rarely it's like, oh, this could have been a bit longer and I yeah, would have yeah, enjoyed yeah. it probably a little yeah. bit more. But now I'm like, no, perfect amount of time. Yeah. Don't need any more yeah, information. So. Yeah. Far out. Um, you know, the next question was, uh, what do you think this movie is saying about Sophia and Francis? And we have yeah. covered that. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's I, I think I think that's the the overt part of the movie. You know, yeah. I, if you know who she is and who her father is, I, I don't think which you, you, could... you feel like you you should if you're going in to see a. Yeah, I mean, if my mum watched this movie on Netflix or whatever, she wouldn't. But right. you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. If you, I th- in knowing that going in, you can't not see. Yeah, she it's... feels like a, a Paul Thomas Anderson or a Tarantino that you. Oh, Sophia Coppola's got a movie coming out. Great. Oh yeah, better check it out. Yeah, definitely. Far out. Yeah. So <laughs> this is so funny. I am wrapped. We're pretty good at never talking about the film before we start recording. No, we never. There, sometimes yeah. you know a sentence or two will come out. Yeah. Um. But we said nothing. Yeah. And so, because I'd written that first line as a joke, because for some reason I was thinking, one of the last conversations we had, you were just talking about some directors that you just hate and yeah. some movies that you hate. Yeah. And they're movies that I really like. Yeah. And uh, I was like, wow, okay. And I felt I'd put one of those movies, like this in one of those movies areas and I was like oh he's gonna hate this so I write this first line as a bit of a joke and then even when you came in you went yeah it was good I'm like alright like why, why I'm you? glad we can still surprise each other after all this time after all this time uh, Bubble Brothers fully vaccinated to it 2021 come in and be licked um, <laughs> sponsored by Finger Knuckle um yeah, so it's just funny how this movie is kind of flipping on me in this very moment. Oh, I'm glad. That's it's cool. It's great. Yeah, like, yeah. I honestly watched it that second time and got to the end and was like, I'll never come back to this. I'll, pro- I'll probably never watch it again. I am. I'm going like, to fucking yeah. get right <laughs> into it. it. Tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> no, because I want to apply all of this yeah. to it and just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even if it doesn't have any of this... Like, just applying it anyway yeah. means it's going to be great. Oh, man, there's some cool film interpretation. I, I, I saw an interpretation of Punch Drunk Love mm-hmm. that uh, Adam Sandler is basically playing Superman, uh, and it's all colour-coordinated throughout the movie. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, culminating in the final shot of the movie when... Oh, I can't remember the actress's name. 
that plays his partner in the film. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she's always in red and he's always in blue. Yeah. And in the end, she the final shot is her draping herself across his back and folding her arms around his neck, a oh, la like Superman's a- cape. Oh, right. Um, you know, maybe Paul Thomas Anderson had that in his head. Maybe not. But when yeah, I watched right. the movie applying that, you know, you start seeing all these resonances all the way through. So how I mean, that's you- the great thing about movies, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. So how, how do you think... How do you think this works? Hmm. Is it, it? It could be three things. Hmm. One is, it just kind of, it just kind of happens uh, deliberately and not deliberately. Hmm. So, uh, an either or, but it's either people are brilliant and it's really deliberate and they are, you know, just bringing this stuff from all these corners of their mind and the people mm. that they're working with and placing it in such ways that you know someone picks up on it and they're wrapped or is there stuff so minimalist that you know how we Mm. project patterns into things that we look at it's a defense mechanism we look at things and we go oh yeah well there's nothing going on here i better make something yeah 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 no totally um (laughs) and then there's the i think there's people who have a hyperactivity with that like everyone has it and then there's a hyperactivity and that's how you get Kubrick fake the moon landings. Yeah, of course, but I, but I think the best directors do both because, mm. like, where it's open, you know. And, and look, I think after watching all of Sofia Coppola's movies in a row, there's definitely thematic resonance that goes all the way through. Mm. I mean, this movie is almost a conceptual sequel to Somewhere. Mm. You know, Rashida Jones could be the grown-up Elle Fanning. And it's just that relationship from somewhere advanced 25 years. (laughs) Oh, my God. I am definitely going to rewatch this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, it's all... It's like there's things that just keep cropping up. Whether or not that's... I mean, surely it's deliberate on her part because, you know, I I assume as a filmmaker you're working through, you know, your head and what you... But all great... You know, all all Paul Thomas Anderson's movies are very similar. All of Kubrick's movies are very similar despite them being very disparate topics you yeah. know but there's a the, but i think when when it's not hammering you in the face mm. you're like look what we're doing now yeah she loves her you know, like it leaves it open-ended enough for that uh reflection or projection to happen yeah you know? have you seen that movie uh room the doco room 237 about the shining uh, no i've never watched i mean it. I think it's batshit crazy it's yeah like i seven, wanted to watch it but i just it, haven't got it, it's, to it. it's 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 50 50 but the whole point of it is like there's these seven just wild interpretations of what The Shining's about. Right. You know, one guy says it's all about the genocide of Native Americans, and another yes. guy says it's uh, Stanley Kubrick's confession that he faked the moon landing, and right. another guy is that it's about the Holocaust. Right. And you know, I mean, some of them are very longbow interpretations. Right. But a lot of them, it's like no, you could you know, if you just I had that, that little filter in your head while you were watching it, you, yeah. you would get something new out of it. Yeah. You couldn't not like <laughs> now like, with this. Yeah. That filter is. He's definitely cheating. He's definitely cheating. <laughs> oh my god! The way he hovers over her when she's checking his phone. Yeah, that's the act of a guilty, a guilty conscience. I mean, but again, you know, maybe he was looking at porn and she does, he doesn't want to see that. Right, but who but, knows? But, but he's but the he's, suggestions the, there. The suggestions there, and the suggestion, and the thing with this movie is, as I said before, there's never a scene that counteracts that interpretation of his behaviour. There's not one shot in the movie other than when they get married right at the beginning where I'm ever like oh he fucking loves her they love each other it reminds me of the last month of dead relationships that I've had yeah yeah 
<laughs> Where we just someone's just waiting for the other one to fucking put a bullet in it. Yeah. Are you going to do it? Like, I don't want to be the one who's then guilty for doing it, yeah. even though we both want it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's such a good guy. Mm. You know, if she tried to break up with him, what are you doing? What? He's such a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he is not. He's up to something. Or it's a terrible, terrible performance. performance. But you know, it's it's like okay, so um, this will be a, a nice later segue. But it's a little bit if if you apply this logic to it, huh. the performances are like Copla's version of a David Lynch movie. Yeah, it's like her Blue Velvet. Yeah, what you mean? Do you know what I mean? You know the staccato. Of... You know the the language is not quite right it's like you yeah. know borderline yeah, yeah, ai yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know someone who has trouble <laughs> reading totally there's a few sense. directors that do it and it's i mean i don't know how you pulled it off with it and it's still being so powerful but kubrick does it i mean yeah. that's that's one of the big through lines in his movies that kind of weird dead-eyed yeah. delivery of, of just crazy lines uh lynch does it I, I, paul thomas anderson does it especially in the later films yeah um the master and stuff uh, this weird detachment that... I, I don't even know how to put that into words, but it's very unsettling, right? Yes. This movie did This movie did remind me of a, P, a PTA movie and a little bit of Kubrick stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, right. That's just great. Like, I'm just looking at all this stuff and it's like, do you feel like a part of this was... <laughs> um, Jenny Slate's character is underutilised. Uh, I think she's funny. You know, she's funny, uh, but... I don't know, I kind of wanted a moment like in somewhere when the dad and daughter hang out with the guy who plays guitar and sings at the restaurant. I wanted something yeah, like that. Yeah. But you can't have that in this movie because in yeah. somewhere, even though he is a fuck-up, he loves his daughter. Yeah. He loves her. Yeah. He, and he loves her in his way. And she kind of brings him around a little bit. Just yep. a little bit. And there's a, there's a real progress. But if this is a horrific, <laughs> awful dark comedy about a woman who just gives up fuck me <laughs> it might be one of the, like it might be one of her best movies yeah maybe we should rewatch it <laughs> jesus christ I, I, only, I landed on all this stuff last night to be honest i was kind of searching for something to talk about so maybe I'm just talking out of my asshole, but you never know. No, but no, 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 no. But it's not like you've said this to me and I've gone, oh, I just don't relate to any of yeah. that. My thing was I got to the end and I made myself laugh by just going, <laughs> he's definitely cheating. <laughs> and then just kind of went, oh, yeah, oh, Ben will hate this. Like, that's how I went thought yeah. process. I didn't even bother I'm to explore that. I'm glad we had a good chat about it. So I thought it would be a very kind of, uh, you know, oh, yeah, whatever. No, no, no. So when you brought it up, it was like, holy shit, I did think that. I just didn't follow through yeah. with what that meant for the rest of the film. Yes, yeah, rough. Wow. Jesus <laughs> shit. This is fantastic. This, is, this has been the highlight of lockdown. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, like it has been grim. Yeah. Um, anyway, my next thing was uh, one of the things that does represent for me is I'm generally terrified by being friends with people because of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> that was off the back of the Jenny's late stuff. Like you know, this, you know, you have to be friends with them because your kids like each other. But oh, you're yeah, sitting yeah, opposite yeah. them, going like, "This guy is a fucking asshole." Yeah. 
and she is awful and we're spending time with them, Sarah, when, you know, just because Juzzy Jr. and that fucking monster are friends. Jesus. Another great reason not to have kids. Hard enough to to spend time with the people you want to spend time with. Oh, yeah. Let alone other fucking mums and dads. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Or, you know, like, even if you hang out with the good ones, you know what it means Mm. is that, by the way, you can't, like, you have to pick up the microphone. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Got too relaxed. I forgot we were doing a podcast. <laughs> For everyone listening, <laughs> Ben just decided, no, nah, I'm putting both my hands in my pockets and I'm going to juggle it on my chest in some weird ass Neanderthal sexual act. Anyway, <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, being friends with other people's kids. Anyway, that is terrifying. Uh, like, that is like a genuine. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Then you find the friends that you like uh, and you hang out. And so. All the kids are hanging out and they're friends and you, you're friends with them. But you, there's still some point where you collectively all hate some other fucking family. Of course. And, or, you know, then you're bonded over some weird tribal yeah, no, not... anger towards a kid's basketball club or something. I'd much rather keep all of that headspace to overthink this movie yeah. into brilliance. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're too, we're too, uh, we're too uh, petulant, selfish, uh, only childs, only children. So the idea of surrendering every weekend to kids' sports and family barbecues is just not. It's it's extra unappealing. I mean, you know, like like I'm not against it, but if it meant that I would not have this moment, I would yeah. rather have this moment. <laughs> I forego the birth of my of my child for this yeah. podcast about on the rocks. Yep, because it's really turned me around. I honestly can't tell you, like what a what a glorious feeling in the chest to rise up from apathy into uh, this phoenix of love. Good, good. Jesus Christ, great. this is great. Um, <laughs> so I did like so things that I did like. Uh, when she finally snaps at him and that he doesn't say anything nice and just asks, when did you stop being fun? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the ending with the dad not changing. I love the line about him being deaf to female voices. <laughs> Be- but, like, because it's funny because of the pitch, you know, yeah. and what it means as a metaphor. Yeah. But she's also deaf. To who? Her husband. Oh, of course, yeah. So there's... Extra added irony now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so when he's saying that and she thinks, oh, here we go. Yeah, of course. She's not really hearing what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the eternal battle of parent and child? Oh, my God. I hate the thing that you do that I do now because you put the wiring in. Yeah. Um, and the cinematography. I don't think you can... Did you notice it's got different types of hues? No, I wouldn't know. Anyway, no, but I thought the cinematography... No, I was joking. Uh-huh. I was about to say I <laughs> loved it and have you change it on me. Oh. Um <laughs> No, I thought the cinematography was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It's a nice looking movie. Yeah. So, so I'd also written saying that I, I like that it bucks trends and chooses different paths. And I, what I would have liked to have had more, is catharsis. Uh, whether great. No, See, man. no. This no. is this all feeds into even no. the questions for the movie that I thought I saw. Yeah still represent where we are now. Yeah. 
And also, I think it's in. I think I still think it's in line with all of her other work. There's very little catharsis in any yeah. of her work. Yeah. So true. There really isn't. Like, you know, you can say, oh, there's this great moment at the end of Lost in Translation. What a cathartic moment. Not really. No. Like, it's... it's, it's That's a, sad it's a, guy. It's, it's going back to the yeah. life that he doesn't really give a shit about. Yeah. She's going to go home to the boyfriend who'd rather hang out with vacuous actors. Totally. and But, like, all of them, you know, the, the, the dad in some ways probably just going to keep, you know, he might be a slightly better version, but it's not, he's not going to become a new person. Well, he's got to catch a lift as well. He's left his car behind. Yeah. <laughs> the beguiled, you know, it, there's a culmination. Yeah. But there's no catharsis. Oh, like, no, they, they, they go they, back they, to the how they were before. Well, the, the final shot is them literally behind the barred gates uh, looking like they're in prison. It's the final shot of the fucking movie. <laughs> like, yeah, so all, of, all of her works are these, you know, like, uh, well, here we are, like, you know, back kind of where we started and we had, there were some events that happened along the way, but, yeah. you know. So, uh, I, I'd written the question for us, which was, uh, did this movie maybe not appeal as much as we, you know, because we're not raised by men. So, therefore, we're, we're a little bit like, oh, fuck off, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the sperm. Yeah. <laughs> you can't charm my, my animosity just rewards you away. Yeah. So, but now it's, um, like, I think that's probably still true in a certain extent. Like, yeah, we don't quite see the charm in yeah. his character. But once again, it's like, for me, it was like, oh, they, they're sort of implying this guy's really charming. And I just feel like, you know, he's, he's like he is, yeah. but he's not as charming as the... Uh, wife thinks and it's like oh yeah because the husband is like a much worse version of him yeah and cold yeah. like yeah. you know like as like he still calls her kiddo that's a you know like, there's a lot of warmth to him yeah and even the way he is with the kids like it yeah. is very much that kind of like part time grandpa arms length shit yeah but well, she so she said in uh, this is in one of the squid bits so remind me if yeah. I try to read it out again but the <laughs> moment of coming home and the kids are watching Breaking Bad yeah. like that's what happened when she came home and her, and Francis was oh, don't doubt with, it. Her, with her five-year-old or something. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Francis is a fucking maniac, man. Yeah, it's a good TV show. Yeah, that guy's a fucking psychopath. You know what a five-year-old doesn't need to see? <laughs> Any part of Breaking yeah, Bad. totally. I wouldn't even let him watch the the opening credits with the nice green and the little haze. <laughs> and like, the haze no, smoke. <laughs> I'd be so scared what that meant later on. Yeah, I think, I think that this is very much like, you know, uh, again... With all of her, uh, it, it's seeing this relationship through the eyes of a daughter. Yeah, uh, you know, to her father, which is the exact opposite of our relationship with our yeah. parent. Ours is uh, a look into the existential void that yeah. is never quite understanding where you come from and what you're meant to be. <laughs> and mum, yeah, and mum, <laughs> in brackets. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I love you, Mum. One of the scenes that I really loved, and in this initial question, I was going to say, I wish we'd seen a little bit more of this, but no, not now. But I love that moment at the party where she has the conversation with the two young women who barely know how to talk to her. I felt like that is a pitch-perfect scene. Yeah, of course, because they know what her husband does at the karaoke bar. Oh, my Lord. You didn't pick up on that? Well. Of course. They're sitting there going, oh, fuck, we saw your husband necking some assistant at the karaoke club last night and suddenly we have to talk to you and it's really awkward. So I just kind of looked at them as being just from a completely different 
era where you can't, you know, you just... Maybe, yeah. But maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. Uh, well, it is. Shit. They look like really awkward. Yeah, but I just figured that was the age difference because, you know, Regina uh, Jones has turned up in a... Like, she looks good, yeah. but she's very understated, yes, you know. Yes, yes, and yes, then yes. everyone else has kind of glammed up, so I thought it was a bit more I of probably a... probably is. You know, oh, God, who is this one? Uh, your husband's good to work for but now you're suggesting it's like holy shit there she is here. fuck fuck and fuck. you know when he did we that know. thing with the Watson and the uh, you know how, oh, he's maybe this is just reflective with. of me just projecting toxicity no, onto is, everyone this, all well, the time this is, this is a lot of comedians <laughs> you know uh, oh he's a really nice guy yeah. oh you uh, hate him alright yeah, yeah, yeah I see what's going on yeah. man that is that's how funny. I read that scene right when did you when did you decide hmm. on this Theory of what the film was, like well, what like, scene? Uh, well, that, that I remember. I remember th- the first time I watched it, thinking that scene is definitely them. Yeah, they know something she doesn't know, and they're right. scared that they're going to spill the beans. I did not read it that way. That's, That's how I read great. it the first time, and then like, I think the first uh, there, there was that final scene is when she it's when she chucked her dad's watch. Yeah, uh, and they really made a point of, of of talking that the watch meant a lot to her. Right. When she was, and how good it looks on her. And I think he, Marlon Wayans, even says the same thing that Bill Murray says. It looks really good on your wrist. Right. Weird fucking line delivery as well. Looks really good on your wrist. Well, he's just bought her a fucking Tiffany's watch with a so, beautiful inscription. And, he, and he's not even like, wow, it looks beautiful, honey. I love you. It looks really nice on your wrist. What the fucking what robotic fucking love is this? <laughs> wow. So one of the things that I found a little bit weird in the film, but now I think are strokes of genius. Huh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being so honest in the the crazy ass turnaround yeah. I'm having on this movie. Yeah. I, I I found it really weird how he loved going into restaurants and everyone thinking that it's his partner. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. then at one point he pretends to make out with her. So, <laughs> and that's really funny now if she's just married a worse version of her dad. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't that the fucking cliche, right? Everyone eventually get, you know, people marry their parents or versions of. Wow. (laughs) I'm just, uh, I feel like I need a little nap. Like, just, uh, you know, rub my tummy, have a little think about it all. Mm. And then uh, rewatch the shit out of this movie. I I don't know when I'm going to release this. It might be another week or two. But uh, if you have kept up with all of the podcasts, this is why the Leftovers episode that week is one late. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to have to watch this movie as soon as we're done again and have a real think about all of this. Um, so I wrote, I don't trust anyone who whistles too much. That still fits. Yeah, like, that's still fits. fine. Like that. <laughs> What is it about whistling where as soon as someone whistles, you go, hmm. That's obnoxious. What are you up to? Yeah. There's something very... What's imposing your will on people? Yes. I didn't ask to hear a fucking tune. What are you whistling for? I want a tune. I've got fucking AirPods, mate. Yeah, like, it's, it's as obnoxious as people playing tinny hip-hop out of a fucking phone speaker on the bus. Oh, yeah. Come on, yeah. mate. Yeah, that's, it's the analog version yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, oh, fucking here comes... Uncle Jim fucking whistling fucking Slim Dusty songs all day. Just have a chat, Jim. Just have a fucking chat. Uh, Have something to say, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so then um, 
the next question was all about the <laughs> ways that they keep mistaking her for his uh, girlfriend and that. Um, the scene with where the cops... Oh, so the scene with the cops. Yeah. So there were two things to that that kind of uh, hit me. One was, I think I would have preferred it if he didn't know that guy's dad. Yeah. No, oh, I, I really liked that scene. Right. I thought that was a great scene of, you know, have you ever, have you ever been like bullshitted by someone and you know that you're being bullshitted by them, but you enjoy yeah. it? Yeah. You know. It <laughs> might, might be this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You might be bullshitting me now. you. Yeah, and then you get to the end, you go, no, nah, that's not in any of it. And you are so susceptible. I go, oh, fuck. I really haven't seen people for a while. So I'm prepared. I thought that I thought that interaction was very lovely. And that, right. that was actually the one part of the movie that I laughed out loud. Right. Just, and you know what? It wasn't even Bill Murray. It was the reaction. It was the it was the guy's facial expressions changing. Oh yeah, like his good. eyes were suddenly widening. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, you do. It, like he is underrated in that scene. It's great because you know it's a bit of a Bill Murray thing to do. Uh, like you know, it's his moment. Do you yeah. know what I mean? To be turn on the charm and be a hundred percent Bill Murray. Yeah, but he can't give that performance unless that guy is just shifting very yeah. gradually with him and giving him the yeah. uh, the reactions yeah. like it's a real two-hander oh, and there's a moment like because there's resistance but there's a moment where it's like oh you like he's turned like yeah. he's putty yeah uh, and it's it's a very subtle acting choice but it's really good yeah well the the the, the bit that did kind of feel a bit weird was watching it after all the riots in america and going oh god like yeah. rich white guys really get away with a lot of <laughs> shit don't they but then that if we are looking at this as a fucking dark 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 awful <laughs> brutal nasty comedy like it's it's like the flavor of it it's like it's like I've sat down and I've gone, I can't wait to eat this chocolate gelato. And I look down and it's an eggplant parmesan. <laughs> like, that is how drastic this spin has been for me. Uh, so, see, this question gets a whole new uh, uh, spin on it as well. There is something interesting in the film where we have men of a certain age and period in life and then you have the, the modern woman of today and is it, is it possible to reconcile these two generations that in a way that is satisfying for both sides and it's like, well, she does. She dates a version yeah. of her dad. Yeah. That's how she reconciles it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The one who's the same but just doesn't say all the shit that upsets her. Yeah, right. That's thinking it anyway. Um, uh, it made me feel... Uh, there, there were kind of Woody Allen-esque moments and I had a moment of going, ah, that's it's nice to be able to enjoy those flourishes again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, through Sophia's work. Thank yeah. you, Sophia. <laughs> I just felt like I got that little taste that yeah. I needed and in a way that I can enjoy it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You don't have to scrub yourself clean after it's all done. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so this question fucking gets blown out of the water as well yeah. it did make me think oh, I think I would have liked to have been an older father with a with a daughter of that age I think no. but um, not if I'm trying to teach her lessons that she's too fucking stupid to pick up on and I'm like going <laughs> fuck like how do you want me to spell this out he's an arsehole and he's cheating on you oh no I'll just be this kind of eccentric guy <laughs> That's how I was looking at it before. Anyway, yeah. uh, could this be a TV series? No, be too horrible. 
Oh my lord! Imagine this drawn like, out for ten episodes. Oh, this, like but, dead relationship. But watching it get worse, and her coming up with more, oh, no. like just telling herself more stories, and her dad keep coming in every three episodes, going, "Fuck! What do I have to do here?" No, I think the I think the hot shot. I even think the, the length of the movie being only ninety minutes is appropriate. Yeah, just yeah. a little, you know. Uh, I think lingering any anything past that dinner, you know, because it still is open ended. Yeah. You know, it's what we're talking about isn't definite. No, but, no, no, you know, no, no. We're talking about it as an interpretation. But cutting yeah. it, cutting it at that moment, you know, the, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing saying it goes either way. Yeah. So you know, you, you, if you want to believe that they fucking fall in love again and have a second honeymoon, great. Yeah. Um, but no, so I, I, I think it, it only works as a ninety-minute hot shot. All right. So I ranked my. Coppola movies, oh but now I've got to quickly fucking, <laughs> guess what? Take the one that was on the bottom and insert it somewhere else. I've got to make a make a hard decision here. <laughs> All right. So what do you want me to go from? Bottom to top? The bottom to top. All right. Uh, so now coming at the bottom, you'll be wrapped. Right. Uh, the bling ring. Good. By the, uh, Can I just say I, I loved all of them? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, the, I didn't like the bling ring, but other, no. other than that, I... Absolutely adored all of these movies. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So this is just this is just raving about seven types of chocolate. Yeah. And just going, uh, hazelnut, uh, the one with a bit of orange in it. Yes. Oh, peppermint. Um, so the bling ring, then Lost in Translation. Bold. Then Marie Antoinette. Yeah. I'm going to put On the Rocks here because I don't know. I've got to rewatch it right. now. So it feels like it's jumped up. Well, that can just float, right? It's just, it's floating. Take it out of the mix. Yep. Just do your top six. Okay. The Bling Ring, Lost in Translation, Marie Antoinette, The Beguiled, The Virgin Suicides, and I fucking adored Somewhere. <laughs> Wait, what, what are your top three? Somewhere? The Virgin Suicides and The Beguiled. I think that's my top three. Ah. Because I'm not going to do a ranking list, but I yeah. think my top three are definitely Beguiled, Somewhere, and, yeah, Virgin Suicides. Yeah. Yeah. Great movies. Oh, all, all fantastic. Yeah. Like, this has been a... Like, I've been wrapped with no, this. No, I'm very glad you suggested this one, because uh, other than uh, Beguiled, I'd not seen any of her films. Yeah, right. So Fun. I'm so grateful to have um, marinated in her oeuvre oh, for yeah. a little while. And isn't it great to just go from... You know, I'd like the movies that I'd seen of hers, but now yeah. I would, if if someone asked, like I'm like I'm a proper fan. You know, it's well, like, you watch your entire body of work. You yeah. know what her statement on life is up yeah. until up until this point. Uh, but, and now this one, it's like <laughs> Sophia. Oh my god! You know, it's it's always funny when you have that moment. I I don't get this this often, uh, but when you have that moment where you're like, oh, if I could have ten minutes with her to just say, hey. You don't even have to nod. But here's my friend's theory, and we've applied it to your movie, and just look over my right shoulder if we are somewhere in the ballpark. (laughs) I don't even really want you to confirm it 100%, but just a little taste. Like one of your movies, confirm it the way you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stare into the middle distance. Yeah, and we'll read into it what we want. This is great. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll race through these uh, squid bits. Uh, not that many for this film. It's probably still, you know, only came out last yeah. year in this weird world, so there's not yeah. as much stuff out there. But uh, uh, Coppola felt that once the movie was released, it suddenly felt like a period piece because New York was in lockdown. Mm. It, it is kind of, it did make me want to travel. 
I haven't really cared about mm. the idea of travelling. Almost like, well, you can't, so why think yeah, about yeah. it? But watching this is like, oh, it'd be kind of nice to wander down a street and, you know, have a drink in a bar and yeah. see some stuff, you know. Yeah, not flinch every time someone coughs. Oh, my Lord. That'd be nice to sneeze. Jesus yeah. Christ, the sneeze is like, <laughs> I'm, I'm reenacting those 1953 fucking nuclear bomb adverts. <laughs> I duck and roll, wrap myself in alfoil. <laughs> Sneezing in public's the equivalent now of yelling fire in a crowded movie theater. Yeah, I know. It's like, I, I have actually thought, I might go and rob a bank and what I'll do is I'll walk in with two pepper cans and say, if you don't give me all your money, I'm going to shake these shit up and I am going to sneeze. <laughs> um, the premiere of this film was at a drive-in and Rashida had never been to one before. That's pretty cute. Uh, the story was inspired by a friend of Copeland's whose husband was traveling a lot with a co-worker. So she and the dad did go and spy on the husband together. Did, did, did she say how that panned out? Does it say? Damn. Right. Right. Maybe there's a reason. Yeah. She doesn't say how that panned out. Because yeah. he cheated on her. Yeah. And then everyone knows how great this movie is, and it's just it's just going to be all of us, everyone listening, Ben and me. Just let's keep it to ourselves. Let's not tell anyone. Let's let, let, let it be our thing. And then just now and again, you're like once once every two years, you're allowed to drop your information at a party. Hey, let's watch this film. And when everyone turns around and says, Ah, oh, you know, it was okay. Well, check this shit out. Boom. That's uh, that's our gang. We're the On the Rocks gang. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Let's get jackets. Yeah. And tattoos. <laughs> um, Copler is a fan of the Thin Man movies, of where of which there are six known. Uh, I, I think the uh, actors in it maybe did like 14 films, but uh-huh. six of them are known as the Thin Man movies, and they are based on a Dashiell Hammett story and follow the characters. Nick and Nora, who are... You know, the stories are, they're in a glamorous spot. They're having cocktails when suddenly <gasps> there's a murder uh, and they're involved yes, in a yes. crime. And, and it, it's, when I was, I hadn't heard of them. Well, I'd heard of them, but didn't really take any notice of them before. When I was reading about them, it got to a point that the the formula to the movies was so etched in yeah. by, I think, movie four, like they're doing meta commentary on the plot. Right. You're almost like, oh no, this is happening again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the fifth season of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um Coppola wanted this to be a buddy movie between a father and a daughter. And it Yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. It's yeah. Well he's a buddy trying yeah. to tell her that your husband's an ass. Yeah. Um, Copler in one interview said I was really trying to push myself out of my comfort zone to be a little bit more silly I was in the mood to make a romantic comedy I miss those movies that aren't challenging and are fun but have enough substance so they're not just a total waste of time I hope it's fun for people to see people having a nice time in New York restaurants are we reading too much into this? (laughs) probably (laughs) probably but but of course she's going to say that. She's not going to... At the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter because it's like I enjoy it more thinking of it the way I think... Like If I think of it as anything other than the way I think of it, it is just like a eh, yeah. movie. No, but Whatever. if you think about it this yeah, way, I like it more. it's a stunning work of art. <laughs> like it is... The idea that this movie is so fucking nasty is great. Like it just it, all those bits that I thought that's a bit soft suddenly have these super sharp edges that I'm going to have to be really careful as I'm walking around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. 
You just sometimes think, sometimes thinking of things a bit differently. Uh, have you ever? Have you? You know, Garfield is like the worst comic strip of all time, right? Like it's awful. Have you ever seen Garfield minus Garfield? Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Pr- it's profound. Yeah, it's it's one of the deepest, most profound. For anyone that doesn't know, there's a thing called Garfield minus Garfield on the internet where yeah. they just remove Garfield, yeah, and so it's just about John talking to himself. Yeah, and it, it's like a profound statement on depression, anxiety, ennui. It's yeah. beautiful, you know. And all it took was a little. Like a little, little, little subtraction. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly it's up there with peanuts. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Existentially profound. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I, I don't mind sometimes when they just take away the thought balloons <laughs> yes, <laughs> as yeah. well. And it's just him talking yeah, to the cat it's, not saying yeah, anything. It's amazing. <laughs> the, the one without Garfield there is perfect. But I, if you're going to give me the one where Garfield's there but not thinking anything in response, that is... <laughs> That, that still works for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was scared to work with Bill again because of how much people love him in Lost in Translation. She got over this and used Bill because she'd never seen him as a father and because the character has so many conflicting qualities. I knew he could be unlikable, but Bill's heart would come through, which it does. It does. Because... It does. It did. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does because it did. That's the name of our second album for the <laughs> Bubble Brothers after the 2021 tour. Um, it is because it is. Sponsored by Finger Knuckle. And then the last thing was the... Um, oh, and... Uh, no, there was one more thing after the <laughs> came home and Francis Ford Coppola was watching Breaking Bad with her daughter when she was five. Like, what are you doing, right. you insane arsehole? Um, she also used to have moments when she'd be hung up on a guy and have martinis with her father who would give her the guy perspective. This is almost like, oh. this is her, like, this is almost her saying as well, I'm fucking on to you. To her dad? Uh, to, to men in general. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a statement. Oh man, this is a wow. Well, Coppola, as I say, Coppola being your you know uh, imprint for ma- manhood and masculinity, you'd have to work through a lot of shit. Yeah, he's like uh, I don't know if you ever watched into like he's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. like especially in that period in the seventies and you know early eighties when he was yeah. you know King Hollywood. Yeah, like the stories are fucked up. Yeah. You know, and just what a petulant fucking baby he is and like on and on and on. Like, I think he's probably mellowed with age, but, um, you know, watch Hearts of Darkness or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, you know, and it's like Apocalypse Now, Godfather 1 and 2, three of the greatest films ever made. Right. But, you know, like, uh, he'd be a difficult guy to be, you know, around, let alone raised by. Oh, yeah. They'd just be... They'd- being raised by Francis Ford Coppola would be like living from 2001 to 2021. <laughs> Nothing fucking stops. Yeah, never, non-stop. Every time you turn around, there's some fucking other disaster. Yeah, yeah. And that would be him. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but like the last 20 years, had some good times within it, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not saying I'm going to break up with the last 20 years, yeah. as she is not going to break up with her father. Totally. Despite all those flaws. <laughs> wow. That has to be, this. like, I honestly can't remember <laughs> being spun around on a film. But at least it wasn't, it wasn't like from... Like I, I liked it, yeah. you know. But yeah. to be like, like I've, I feel like you've taken Garfield out of Garfield for me. Right, good, fantastic. I was, I was, I was worried that this conversation would be dull and uninteresting. Oh no! Before well, I saw I the movie, not. before I saw the movie, right? I was like, ah, this is just going to be a paint by numbers, wacky 
situational comedy. I'm so glad... even if I didn't follow it through, oh, yeah. I'm so glad I just had that moment of making myself laugh and going, ah, he's cheating. Because that gave me, because because I had that thought, as soon as you brought it up, I was like, yeah, oh shit, I didn't apply it to the whole film. And now the film is possibly like, like dark comedians should watch it and go, oh, right, that's how you can do it without being dark. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a dark film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what it is? I think that's because also I've been watching a lot of 50s movies at the moment. Right. Where there is some, especially Billy Wilder, holy fuck. It yeah. is, you know, some of the darkest movies I've ever seen. But because of the restrictions of the time, it can't be... Yeah. completely overt. It's got to be kind of simmering under the surface. And I, the more I kind of uh, think about it, I actually think that that A is more subversive. Yes. Uh, you know, and a lot of the times a lot more unsettling. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, it's 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 the, the quiet desperation of being alive rather than, you know, flailing around. It's just this simmering under the surface, which is a great seg into talking about our next director. Mate, I cannot tell you how I was sitting here thinking, as soon as Ben stops talking, this is a perfect segue into what you just said, which it is. Yeah. It's a perfect segue. Yeah. And as soon as we started, like that little thing that you mm. were saying made our conversation from last night pop more. So Ben and I had been we'd already picked our next director and we won't say who it is because it'll happen at some other point but there was it was all locked in and we were you know there was a bit of trepidation because you know we'd really enjoyed the Sofia Coppola movies and we just thought this one was going to be a bit fine yeah Uh, so anyway we had our next director locked in and then you gave me a call last night and you were like I don't think it should be this director for these reasons and I was like oh okay I feel like they're pretty good reasons who are you suggesting and then as soon as you suggested this person i thought well i feel a bit weird the world feels like it's closing in it feels like there's no future my dreams are really bizarre i have weird moments of anxiety i can't stop eating even though i hate the way my body shape is going geez i really should shave my beard but it just seems like too much effort and so essentially what i'm trying to tell you is we're doing david lynch (laughs) yay i'm really excited to do lynch i think it's the perfect time i think uh as we said on the phone yesterday when things are weird Mm. i tend to not put on uh stuff that counteracts it like Mm. a happy fun things because to me that's like you know singing in the rain in a clockwork orange all Mm. it does is augment the horror uh and so i like to try and like lean into the weirdness and uh i've been wanting to rewatch a lot of lynch yeah uh for the last couple of years and it hasn't seemed like the right time but i think uh lockdown 2021 it's oh. fucking time. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do David Lynch. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll tell you more about that when, when we get started because we've got to work out, you know... Anyway, there'll be more to this. Yes. But we are fucking pumped. And what a, what a wonderful segue because I just thought it was going to be a bit of a clean break, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. But now it's like if that, <laughs> that spin on the rocks is <laughs> unbelievable and it, and it does suddenly feel like, oh, these people might go out to the suburbs and meet Kyle McLaughlin and yeah. Laura Dern now that they're grown up, yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of... Yeah, yeah. And they'd have this really, oh, yeah, isn't it great to be in a relationship kind of conversation. Yeah. yeah. He's cheating on her and... and, the, and Kyle McLaughlin's character hasn't gotten over watching Dennis Hopper breathing in gas. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't you fucking look at me. Don't you look at me. Uh, well, that was great. Ben, that is uh, not only good to see you, but great thank to see you, you for bringing this perspective. Definitely. It is so exciting. I genuinely am in a much better mood thinking I have to go back and re-watch this. I have to re-watch this movie and just sit there and go, oh, you know what I'm not going to stop is my fucking eating too much no, because no, no, I'm no. going to have to chew my way through this film because <laughs> it's going to be so much more intense. I might put in my sleep apnea device and just grind and breathe at the same time. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Before we go, I told you that I rewatched the movie immediately after we recorded the podcast, and I watched it with the idea that the husband is definitely cheating. And look, I don't know if it was intended, but once you apply it to the movie, it fits perfectly. And I could not stop laughing in a very ghoulish way because I went from just being a bit, ah, it's a well made movie. I don't really get it. I'm not really that into it. Blah, blah, blah. Bit of a bummer to finish on. I've loved all the other films, and this one just feels a bit, well. And now I look at it like I'm watching Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. Like, not that the films have that much in common story-wise, etc., but there's just this cold humour bubbling under the surface about people who have these seemingly perfect lives and how easy it is for them to slip through the path when certain truths are confronted. Um, the... <laughs> Coldness in the movie between the leads is now one of the funniest parts of the film, and <laughs> the ending is fucking bleak, <laughs> but it's also delicious. You know, I'd love to know what you think, whether you've already seen the film with uh, that in mind, or if you haven't, maybe you've just seen the film and you've never thought about that before, uh, whichever. I don't know, if you watched it and didn't think that and you have a spare 90 minutes, it's only a 90-minute film and you watch it again, let me know because it flipped the whole experience for me. I've now watched this film three times and had a totally different emotional response each each experience. You know, the first one was a bit, eh. the second one was, well, it was well made, but I don't quite get the gist of why this even exists within her oeuvre too. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Anyway... What a fun one, right? Uh, If you're enjoying the work my friends and I are doing here, please leave us a top rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Uh, One more, as I said, to go for this season coming out later in the week, and it is the finale of my favourite TV show of all time, The Leftovers. How many times can I tell you that I wept all the way through it? Well, four on this podcast, I think. Three, maybe? Maybe four. Let's finish today's podcast with a quote from the director herself, Sophia Coppola. I've chosen this quote because, not only out of respect, because we've just watched all of her films uh, and I have loved all of her films, uh, but it also feels like this quote kind of supports our new theory about the husband in On the Rocks. Sophia Coppola said, It's always more intriguing to imagine what's happening as opposed to seeing everything, because then you can use your imagination. I always wanted to be at a distance. See what I mean? That quote. Feels like she's patting Ben and I on the back and saying, Yeah, he did it. He's a dirty cheater. That guy. (laughs) Until then.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.